Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis and the number one calendar to plan your week on HashtagBasketball.com. Go there right now because we're going to be talking about week three here in a second after I talk about our other sponsor, ThriveFantasy.com. Do you like daily fantasy? Do you like prop betting? Do you like assuming that Mason Plumlee is going to get a double-double most nights and him missing that rebound? By, well, I don't like losing the bet, I guess. That's a bad example. But prop betting, daily fantasy, merge into one, ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB, get $20 free with your first deposit. That is Thrive Fantasy. Use that promo code WTB. I am your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me to talk about my Mason Plumley bets is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael. I don't know how I feel about week three. Well, I can't – well, first off, I can't believe it's week three, but also I actually feel like we're deeper into the season than normal, but maybe that's just because it's January. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel that too. I also feel like it's just still kind of been strange. Like we've seen so much craziness, and then like, I mean, you got teams like Brooklyn looking like they're the best team in the NBA and then looking like they're the worst team in the NBA uh, Some week later. Yeah, some weird losses, some crazy performances by, 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 by players. Like even Steph Curry going for that scoring title, dropping 62 the, the other night. Uh, yeah, always wild. As I feel like, you know, the, the one thing I love about the NBA is there's always a performance that maybe – I don't want to say you don't see it coming, but like it just – it captivates you, right? Like you're like, whoa, man, he dropped 62. That's insane. He was the oldest, second oldest player to drop 62 other than Kobe's last game. Oh wow! I did. I I didn't. I didn't think Steph Curry was that old. I mean, I know he's been around, but well, thirty-two. That's what I mean. That's that's what the, that was. What seemed craziest to me is like, I mean, I guess there's not that many sixty-point games in general. Like we shouldn't throw that around. Like it's something that happens a lot. But like you figured, like somebody was like you know thirty-four, thirty-five, like like LeBron. LeBron hasn't dropped a sixty-point game apparently in the last three years. Didn't he just turn thirty-six? Yeah. So it's been a while for him to. I mean, he's obviously taking a more facilitated role and he's not trying to Kelly uh, carry Kelly Oubre. So I think that helps. <laughs> I, I was watching that game with my dad and he was uh, saying about how Memphis was in the game and he was surprised because obviously Memphis has every player they have out. I mean, that's, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, LeBron's going to do his LeBron thing, man. He's going to wait till the fourth quarter. Then he's going to drop like 15 in the fourth and they're going to win. Yeah. LeBron coasts. Everybody right. knows LeBron coasts until he has to play. And that's exactly what they did. And yep. Poor Memphis. No surprise there. Um, I was trying to think of who the youngest highest scorer. I think it might be Brandon Jennings at 55. But it's not 60. I thought he had a 60-point game. So those, like, high-point games get weird, too, because, like, some guys who score a ton, like, they, they never really have, like, a huge game. Yeah. Just suddenly they score 40, 50. And right. Then, I mean, and Brandon Jennings was out of the league like seven years, six years later. Well, and there's like the weird 50-point games. Like Jamal Crawford would drop like a 50-point game, but then like he would never average that many points. And that's what I mean. Like that's what's always weirdest about like those really big scoring games is like it's not always the guys that are averaging like 30 points a game that drop them. 
<sighs> that's what I mean. The NBA is um, is a wonderful um, uh, waste of <laughs> waste of time. Is probably the wrong word to use on a fantasy basketball podcast, uh, but. It's a great way to spend your time, and I've, I, every night I've found something to watch already this season, and uh, since we're going into week three, we're doing uh, our weekly preview, as we always do, uh, and Tyler, um, people, if they don't know this already, Tyler is writing these weekly previews on hashtag basketball.com where you can go and get all of this information that we're already giving you, even more information than we're giving you, right there probably at the top of hashtag basketball.com, but in the fantasy basketball section. Um, this is a very strange week going into uh, week three uh, because we have like, there's like a ton of games this week. Is, is, does this feel like a high, maybe I'm doing my math wrong, but there's only like what, two, four, six, eight, there's eight teams to play three eight times. Teams it is a very, very high schedule week. Um, we can debate on, on why that is. Um, but yeah, it's a very high schedule week and it's, it's weird too, because we don't really know what's coming up. I mean, we know through week 11, what the schedule looks like. We don't know what the second half is going to look like, but these kind of series or whatever you want to call them, I think maybe are going to make, you know, for some higher volume weeks because, you know, teams are, are staying in one spot and playing the team twice. We see a bunch of those this week. Yeah, and I, I, I can't say that I've gotten any inkling other than these teams usually tra- – like whoever the better coach is usually wins the second game is what I've noticed. But other than that, like um, I can't say that I've noticed like any particular player – like cha- like better performances from players in game one versus game two or um, uh, really any, any like gamed advantage I can get um, other than just kind of like riding a hot hand, if a, if a guy has a good game against uh, Milwaukee if in game one, then I'm going to maybe stream that player versus Milwaukee in game two. But I, I, that's been maybe more hit than miss, but it's definitely been hit or miss. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we, we've seen enough of these these to know to take anything that's meaningful away. Like right, we don't we're not taking anything away from the teams that have played, you know, six games. So we're not really taking anything away from these series because we've seen what, like six of them, seven of them, eight of them, ten of them, like not that many yet. Yeah, no, not not a whole lot. Um I do have to confront you though, Tyler. Oh, you got to call me out already. I got to call you out. Um, wow, I'm looking forward to it. And definitely you, not not me. Um, I You were leading this bandwagon, and I definitely only occasionally chimed in and definitely didn't go on long rants about Christian Wood, who is potentially proving us incorrect that he is a Julius Randall 2.0. Are we ready to say that we were wrong about Christian Wood? No, I'm not. I'm not ready to say that I was wrong about Christian Wood yet. Um, Christian Wood has played well for the. I mean, lit have the wizard or yeah, the wizards. That was a good I wish one. They were on the wizards. Uh, have the Rockets had their full strength lineup in any game yet? One game they played that one game in Sacramento where they had James Harden, John Wall, all of those guys. That was it. Yes. He's so he's moved up on the the scoring pecking order, up on the things to do pecking order in every other game, 
the first two games he played 43 and 37 minutes. Oof. That's a lot of minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone plays 37 minutes for the season. He's averaging 36 and a half minutes a game for the season. He's shooting 55%. It's very high. He's shooting 35% from three-point range. I'm not sure he's a great three-point shooter. I'm not sure yeah. that he's not. But I don't know that we have a big enough sample to say that he is. Um, there's a, he's also averaging 2.3 blocks and one steal. And for his career, the per 36 numbers are one steal and 1.6 blocks. Mm. Per 36. Well, he's playing almost 36 minutes, so he might be a block steal guy. <laughs> Yeah, okay, if you're going to play him 36 minutes, okay, that's a, that's fine. That's a thing. Um, but I, he's been great. And if I would sell him. Like, honestly, I would try to sell him right now if I were you. Oh, yeah. um, I would 100% sell him. The hype is real. The hype was there before the season. It's now um, – honestly, I think, like, that's the best-case scenario is that he goes off if you don't cloud your mind that he's this type of player because you said it already. There's only been one game with Harden and Wall and Cousins. Now, the good thing is that he did still play, like, almost 32 minutes when Cousins was in. But, like, what shape is Cousins in? Is Cousins going to get more minutes throughout the season? He's literally playing as good as he possibly can. And let's say you think Christian Wood is this good. Well, if he's playing at his peak, you should still move him. Just because you think he is good doesn't mean you shouldn't try to sell any player at their peak. He's the 11th ranked player right now. 11th. The blocks have a lot to do with it. Yeah. He's only positive, giving you positive contribution. Now, I'm talking, he's basically an average contribution in three categories. He's giving you a positive contribution, though, in four categories. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, and his free throws have been bad. Now, he's actually maybe not the worst free throw shooter, but like 72% isn't great, which is his career, his career number. Um, he's shooting 64% so far. Um, yeah, I, I just let's let's say some people say this to me too. Well, if they move Harden, he's gonna be he's gonna be even better. It's like no, because then aren't teams gonna start game planning to take him away? Yeah. So I think like, then in fact, in fact, they'll be putting their best defender on him, and we saw him do it in Detroit, right? We saw him kind of carry these teams, and, and but that was garbage season time that was like the end of this like the end of the um kind of like before the bubble right and february believe me is garbage season especially when your whole team is uh basically injured uh, and he was he was playing as almost as many I mean, he's playing like 36 minutes he was playing 36 minutes then as well yeah and and you look at that stat line like he did shoot 52.6 percent which is crazy he's super athletic like there's a lot to like about him just, I think that the draft stock was too high. And, I mean, if I can sell him for, let's see. Let's see. What, what could I sell him for right now? If I could sell him for a top 25 player, I'd definitely do that. Definitely. If I, if I could sell him for a third-round player, I'd do that. What if about struggling Pascal Siakam? Ooh, now that's a good question. It might be kind of a toss-up because Christian Wood could kind of play. And we were saying this could be at his ceiling in that 40 to 50 range and people were taking him in the second round, you know, second, third round. Pascal Siakam, probably a 40, 50 range player. I would rather have Pascal Siakam. He's going to get you more assists. 
I'm 100% positive about that. I think Wood's going to get you more rebounds. So I also believe that Pascal Siakam is a kind of a, a steel block guy. Yes. And I don't think Christian Wood is. So I think I would take Pascal Siakam. Now, I think, and this is the great part about about your life right now, I would ask for, if I had if I was the one selling Wood, I'd ask for Pascal Siakam and something else. Definitely. Because Pascal's been bad. He's been, he's been bad. Yeah. Have Pascal as, the, as the, uh, the, the sweetener in that deal to get you to part with Christian Wood. And I, I, I think I, uh, I, I bring up Christian Wood, right? Because we went very, I think we went a little hard on him, um, you know, because I, I do think he could end up being like a top overall top 50, top 60 player, which is something we had said in the past. Um, but I want to reiterate, we are still neck deep in small sample size. And, and right even, even small, smaller sample size for the Rockets because they had that first game canceled. They only played four times. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the smallest of small sample sizes. Exactly. Um, and you, you can see guys get two, three blocks a game over the course of three or four games. Like, that's not that crazy. Or, or averaging a steal a game. Like, if you talk about Julius Randle, so like Christian Wood, 23 and 10, or 24 and 10, a steal and two blocks. Julius Randle, 22 and 11, almost 12. Um, no, excuse me, 21 and, and almost 11. Um, but here's a small sample size data for him. Seven assists a game. Yeah, well, so I wrote about this. Uh, people were freaking out about Lucas' three-point struggles. Now the last time that they played, he made three. Um, before, before Sunday night's game against the Bulls, he made three. Um, so that's a little bit down, but you know, he was, he was two of 15 in the first three games. So I looked it up because people were freaking out about it. He had a five game stretch last season where he was five of 29 and a four game stretch where he was five of 31. It happens. No one noticed though. No, no because one cared. it was in the middle of the season and yeah. Okay. He missed a few three pointers in a couple games. Big deal. People freak out because it happens at the beginning and they're like, oh my God, this is changing. This is new. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say I th- I've said to myself, this is definitely going to stick for any one player with anything that's happened yet. I do think Julius Randle might average more assists than he's ever averaged. Yeah. But I, be I don't think he's going to average five. Eight. Even no, he's not going to average eight. Um, and I think that's like we are still in a very um, like small sample size, but also it's still a good time to exploit other uh, panicky owners or to sell high because the hype is still real here. So it's a little easier to sell high at the beginning of the season than in the middle of the season. So I, I would say, you know, take your chances on guys that you feel confident about that are going to finish in the top 50. Uh, you know, if someone's overperforming, do not be afraid. Now is the time I would be not be afraid to to move from them. Um, it's week three, and uh, Tyler, I think you're you're getting a little salty um, about our Yahoo. Um, I guess the people who are playing fantasy basketball. I guess the people at Yahoo have nothing to do with this, but the people who are playing fantasy basketball at Yahoo. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not salty. I guess my point is they're getting better. They're they're, the, the percentages are either getting more accurate or they're getting, or the players are getting better because guys like Kyle Anderson are actually getting picked up now and they're not on this list for four weeks in a row when they should be picked up. Well, I'm going to say listenership is up for the watching the boxes podcast, potentially 
um, you had something to do with that time already. Maybe, maybe. And that's a good thing, I guess. But um, yeah, so it's getting tougher for me, which is a good thing, right? I'm trying to find players. I'm trying to exploit on the margins. I've thrown a couple guys in here um, the last two weeks that people are going, oh, he's not producing anywhere near the numbers you're saying. And I'm going, yeah, he will. Um, <laughs> and so you got you to gotta know what you're buying. Like always, I, I think I say this all the time. You always got to know what you're buying. And um, I actually feel like this week the streamers was – it's very – there's so many teams playing four games, right, that you almost want to go for categories. And so I tailor the streamers to guys that are good in, like, two categories. I like that. And I, I also like the fact that you know, we got five games on Tuesday, we got five games on Thursday, and there are, are so many games that you can get those pseudo back-to-backs that you, that you like to put in there. You know, you can get someone who's playing Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, so you you can pick somebody up who's playing um, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday uh, if you're if you're picking somebody up from the the Phoenix Suns. So um, you got people on the Utah Jazz playing Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I, I feel like there is opportunity to stream here, even though it is a very packed week. And uh, one of the guys on your list, um, I think I was a little um, surprised to see that they were rostered in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. And that's Paul Millsap. That's a, that's a fairly um, popular name. People know who Paul Millsap is. Um, Paul, whatever his dumb name is, I can barely say it. Um, He's not an exciting player, but he plays consistently and he is good at, basketball so what what are people why are people not picking this guy up uh, Paul Millsap is has reached the the Marcus Aldridge DeMar DeRozan like old crusty thing I think you know we don't want the old crusty fella um the minutes have trended down in almost every game which you don't like to see that maybe that's something that's freaking people out but Paul Millsap I mean last year let's just look at last year's numbers 25 minutes a game you gotta feel like he's gonna be playing that right yep 11.6 points, 5.7 rebounds, almost a steal. You get 0.6 blocks in there too, which isn't too bad. You get 1.13s. Percentages are pretty good. That sounds like somebody I'd like to stream. You get some good rebounds. You get some points. You get a steal. The other categories he's not hurting you in. I like that. Um, Damn, that's a tough. The Nuggets also have maybe the best schedule of this week. Okay. Because they avoid the two heavy scheduled days, which are Wednesday and Friday. And they host the Timberwolves and the Mavericks, who have not been two great defensive teams. And then they go to Philly and New York, who are also two pretty not great defensive teams. So um, Denver could be real spicy this week. And we saw on Sunday that Jamal Murray kind of uh, had his first pretty good game. So if you got nuggets, this could be a real good week for you. Yeah, and every once in a while, Paul Millsap likes to drop like 16 and 7 with three assists. Like he, he's, he is a top 120 player sitting on your waiver wire. Even in like 25 minutes, he's a top 120 player sitting on your waiver wire who is playing a very pristine Tuesday, Thursday schedule where you could get that extra game in one pickup. And same with the Timberwolves. You got Malik Beasley and Nas Reed who are getting a, a lot more usage and playing time uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I I mean, Carl Anthony Towns isn't coming back for a while. Yeah, 
and you know and we can we talked about them i think in maybe our last episode but both those guys are, are fine um I, I was actually surprised by this uh nas Reed only 25 percent owned which surprised me yeah um i figured it would be a little bit higher he is the 110th ranked player so far this year and that's still with him only playing 21 minutes a game a little a little slow on the take there yahoo yahoo guys Malik uh, Beasley did get over fifty percent since this article published. He's at fifty-one. Now. Oh, congrats! Uh, hey, uh, congratulations! Um, a, a couple other players that you have on here are some Chicago Bulls, and uh, as the Chicago Bulls are tearing up the teams that have injured players, uh, if they were only playing teams with injured players or the Washington Wizards, they would go undefeated this year. Um, but what I really, really enjoyed seeing uh, in the game against Dallas was the fact that, for the very first time, a um, starting forward on a playoff team just a couple years ago, who's only rostered in 8% of leagues, who is very, very good at steals for being a forward, actually played over 27 minutes, was 15-6 and with two damn steals, even though it was – oh, sorry, that was against Washington – I'm I'm a day off. I'm looking at the wrong box score here. Um, so yeah, you're uh, watching all the wrong boxes. I I, I do this all the time. Uh, I, I'm watching too many boxes at the same time. Um, yeah, no, Thad Young still played over 27 minutes. Didn't have as good a game as he did against Washington, but still played over 27 minutes. That's a guy playing almost 28 minutes a game who's got a steal in this game too. Um, who is sitting on your waiver wire right now guaranteed um yeah you want to take a guess on where he finished last year because i looked this up the other day and i could not believe this myself okay i'm going to guess he barely uh, for, uh jim boylan gar one of the most garbage coaches in the history of the nba who decided to like barely play thaddeus young uh and played him in like really bad rotations uh, didn't give him any time to do anything. Thad Young gets his like value off of his good steals and not being really bad at anything else. I'm gonna say he was like 180 because he he didn't play that he didn't play that much. See this this might surprise you. Now if you look at nine cat right, okay, he's better right because there's no turnovers. Okay, but this was this was the shocker for me. All right, let me look this up. Mr. Thad Young, in 24 minutes a game, finished 163rd. If Mm. you take out the terrible free throws, because he's not a good free throw guy, okay? Take out the bad free throws. He jumps all the way to 133. Okay. That's a standard league player. 24 minutes a game. That's the Stanley player. Now he's playing 28 minutes a game. And I think he's a guy who could be like 12 and a half, like six, like one and a half. Again, that's great for this week when you're just trying to pick up a couple categories. If the categories you need to win are points, rebounds, and steals, there's your man. There's your Huckleberry. I love it. Uh, I, I, I like the fact that I got steel sitting on my waiver wire ready for me to get at least like a couple games out of uh, and boost those steals 
moving. You know what? And there's another guy here that that's on this list. PJ Tucker. He's another guy yeah. who's always a real good steals guy that that no one ever wants to own. Man, I feel no. like I own PJ Tucker on like eighty percent or ninety percent of his games played because I'm just always picking him up, dropping him, picking him up, dropping him. What well, people do not like rostering someone who scores about six points a game. Um, and I get it. I understand why, but when the guy's getting, uh, when you're just streaming a dude and you just have a roster spot open anyway, and you're getting a three, six rebounds and a, a, maybe even a couple steals a game, that's, a, that's valuable. Even if you're not getting those points. Well, and Mike is, is six points better than zero or is zero better than six? Like maybe I'm the one who's confused every time it's, it's, it's better every time. Um, the Tuesday Thursday is the key, I think, this week to your streaming, uh, getting your games kind of um, maxed out this week. Looking ahead to week four, uh, I think I'm maxing my games out in week three. I don't think I'm going to kind of do a pseudo week three into week four stream looking at the schedule. Um do you do you have I, I I see that the Knicks and the Raptors? Do you have any I guess you know advice on anybody who's looking to stream into Week Four if they got their Week Three locked up? Um, well, your man Alfred Payton, who's only on forty nine percent of leagues, is is one of those players. Um, yeah, who's the I kind of guy who can get you some decent points, some good assists, some good rebounds. So you gotta like that. Now, um, Alfred Payton, I I kind of. I was on him uh, as like a late pick. Uh, I, I thought he would be getting up good statistics. And it looked like Alec Burks was about to take his uh, his minutes, but the Alec Burks injury has allowed Alfred Payton to be doing what we thought Alfred Payton would be doing. So the fact that he's only rostered in like 50% of leagues is pretty shocking. Um, next week we get our first week where the games are very even. The – there's also two teams that play five games and one that plays two. So mm-hmm. next week is the first old school week, right? We've seen some, some weeks that we've seen the last couple of years. This is an old school week where there's some five games, there's some two games, there's some four games, there's some three games. It's all over the map in week four. So if you really, if you've got this week sewn up and you want to pick up somebody for week four in week three, you want someone from the Pacers or the Sixers because they both play five times. Love it. Yeah, that's five is um, especially in this season fairly. I'd say it's probably going to be fairly rare. I haven't really, I guess, looked past the next two weeks, uh, but seeing fives is is, is pretty rare. Um, the uh, six, overall, are- especially since they started evening out the the seasons, but now with the you know trying to get everything in, the Sixers also played the Hawks, the Heat twice, Memphis, and Oklahoma City. Hmm. Okay. Which sounds pretty spicy to me. Miami, not a great one, but Atlanta's not a great defense. Memphis, not a great defense. And Oklahoma City, not a great defense. No, not at all. Um, I think that is it for our week three. If you want to get deep diving into all the players that are on Tyler's list, uh, if you really, really want to know the key to streaming George Hill, go to hashtag basketball.com. It is the number one um, article on hashtag basketball.com, probably, according to me. According to me, it's the number one. Uh, <laughs> That's all that matters, right? That is, number one in someone's heart. That is all that mattered. Uh, what did you think about uh, the return of John Wall, Tyler? Let's talk a little bit about week two while we're here. Um, so John Wall looks really quick. 
Yes. And that was the worry was like, that John Wall was a player who did a lot only based on his speed and the Achilles might sap some of that speed. He looks really fast. I'm, I've been really impressed with John Wall. I think John Wall is going to put up 85 to 90% of what John Wall put up in his all-star season. Is that crazy? Uh, I feel like there's a little, maybe a little high, but um, he does look good. Like he does look like, uh, a little uh, spry old John Wall. He's got like that, uh, that Derrick Rose step to him, which uh, is good and bad in a lot of ways. Um, but the question he looks healthy. Well, and that's the question is how long is he going to last? Hmm. I think when he's playing, he's going to be good. He looks really good. He does. And, and there's just like, there's this thing that's hard for me to describe in, in words, but it's like, he just blows past someone that, that, and they're helpless. And like teams know it's coming and he can still do it. Yeah. And, and you can't teach that. Right. And you can't stop it. Like, he's just like, he's, he's got that little herky jerk enough to be like, he's going slow. He's going slow. He's going fast. Yeah. He, he is probably going to set back to backs and he's probably, you know, maybe, Maybe an injury risk. I mean, definitely an injury risk, but like maybe a long-term injury risk and like maybe a good sell high. But like, there's no reason he couldn't be 16 and seven assists, eight assists, four rebounds. Like, that's not crazy. Here's the here's the crazy thing, though. I wouldn't sell him because you paid such a low price for him. Like, he was going what in the 60s, 70s? Later, I thought. Yeah, so like you paid such a low price for him that like, sure, if someone will be willing to buy him for like a top thirty, top forty player, I I would sell. But I don't think anyone's going to. So at this point, like it's all free money for you, right? Like you're getting a player well above where he was drafted, and so you just ride it out, right? And you just enjoy the ride while it while it's while it's around. And if he goes out, he goes out, right? And there's not much you can do about that. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get the value for him. If you can, great. Like, everybody's got their damn price, in my opinion. But um, if you're not going to probably get the – everybody's going to be afraid of the same thing. Everybody's going to be afraid of the, the same thing you're afraid of by trying to get rid of him. Well, Yahoo ADP, 62.3. Okay. He's, know, he's better than that. A lot higher than I thought it would be. But he's he's better than that, man. Like he if it well he's playing, he's gonna be way better than that. Yeah. You, that's you gotta true. agree with that. He's he's well inside he's well inside my top forty. He looks yeah. good. Yeah, and if you and if you want to know the teams that will get ate up by a really, really good point guard, you can sort all that kind of stuff. Uh you can do NBA defense versus position on hashtag basketball.com and find out who, if you have John Wall, he's going to destroy. Um and let me let me just say, I bet you the Bulls um, are one of those teams considering Kobe White and Zach Levine do not play defense. They decided uh, that's not important, and they refuse to play defense. Jalen Brunson dropped 31 on them. Exactly my point. They still won that game. I'll take it. Um, but I think that's it. Uh, week three is on the way. If you got questions or comments for me and Tyler about week three, about your team, about who you should pick up and drop, all those things, uh, we – Love to get feedback. We love to get questions. And you can find us on Twitter. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show and want to support it, 
rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to on whatever device or application rate and review us. We really appreciate that. But if you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, we're doing in-depth box scores where uh, every few days or so we are going and we're looking down deep into the box scores going uh, game by game and giving you the extra analysis uh, for our patrons. Shout out to our patron subscribers out there. Uh, go to hashtagbasketball.com. Use that promo code WTB for thrivefancy.com. And we're going to be back very soon for those waiver wires. Um, things are heating up uh, and it's still, it's still time. I think there's still some gems on the waiver wire uh, that probably need to be rostered for the rest of the season. Um, and I think, I think there's still a few players that, that haven't popped off yet. So uh, we will be getting to those soon. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll check you out. We'll check you out. We'll check you out from our watching the boxes store or from a street corner. Well, that seems a little aggressive. We'll check you out next time. Later, boys. Later, girls. And later, Tyler. See ya.